all welcome people of God to tonight's live cast. Please, can everyone hear me? Please, can everybody hear me? Okay. We want to start by thanking the name of the Lord. We want to bless his holy name and give him all the praise for all his goodness and for his kindness for seeing us through from the beginning of the year up to this point we want to bless the name of the lord and praise him david said i will bless the lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth we want to raise your voice up and say thank you jesus thank you lord thank you lord In all the earth, blessed be your holy name, Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, Jesus, for all the things, all the things that you have done, for all the things that you are doing, and for all the things that you are going to do in our lives. It is by your grace, by your mercies. It had not been for the Lord that Israel sing. It had not been for you who had been on our side. The enemy would have torn us apart. But Lord Jesus, you will not give us a prey Thank into you, the heart of our enemy. You have delivered us, you have guided us, you have protected us, you have provided for us. Love and the name of the Lord. Oh, we Love bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise, oh God. There is nobody like you, Father. There is nobody like you in all the earth. There is none that can compare with your great and mighty name. Jehovah, blessed be your faithful and loving Father. Blessed be your holy name. We cannot thank you enough. We cannot thank you enough. We can't thank you enough for your goodness but nobody lord jesus has been able to do the things that you do can't do the things that you do nobody lord thank you lord jesus thank you lord thank you lord thank you we bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name, we bless your name, we exalted and we glorify For your goodness, for your kindness, for your mercies, for your mercies, your great mercies by which we are not consumed. But that for each and every single day, many has been the attempts of the enemy against our lives. But each and every time they have failed because of your great protection over us. Lord Jesus, we bless you, we bless you, we bless you, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you praise. 
Jesus. We are doing it and be exalted tonight. We bless your name. We bless your name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, God. You cannot be tired. Thank God for each and everything that we see today. Oh, be exalted. For his grace and for his mercies. Recovered of the dead. You deserve it all. With our hearts of gratitude, we say thank you. With our heart of praise, we exalt you tonight. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. We are grateful. We offer our sacrifice of thanksgiving to you this evening. We offer our sacrifice of praise to you this evening. We say you deserve it all. All glory, all honor, all praise, and all adoration. Be blessed, O God. Be blessed, dear Lord. Be exalted and For forgiveness of sin, the Bible says that if anyone says, we have no sin, then we make him a liar. The Bible has also said that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Right now, I want to ask for cleansing by the blood of Jesus, even as we have come before him, who shall ascend unto the throne, who shall ascend into the mountain of the Lord, except he who has clean hands. We want to pray that the Lord Jesus cleanse us with his blood even as we come before him that as we come before his throne we are going to come blameless and acceptable before him he should clean our garments and make them white with his blood because only his blood can cleanse every sin only the blood of jesus love raise your voice and ask for forgiveness from the lord Oh, Jesus, we Heavenly you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray tonight that you cleanse and wash us. For your word make us understand in the book of First John that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive. We pray in the name of Jesus that you cleanse us and wash us. Make us clean and make us whole. Your word says in the book of Psalms that purge me with hyssop and I shall be as white as snow. And again, your word says that even though our sins are at Red as crimson, you shall make it as white as snow. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you, dear Lord. We pray for cleansing that you wash us through and through every unholy association that we might have associated ourselves with, consciously or unconsciously. We pray in the name of Jesus that you cleanse and make us, that you cleanse and wash us, that you cleanse and make us clean. Thank you, God. We pray that you make us clean. We pray that you make us whole. We pray that you Washed by your blood, washed by the blood of the Lamb, align our hearts, set our hearts right, even tonight, even as we have come before your presence. Heavenly Father, wash us. Heavenly Father, wash us. Heavenly Father, wash us. Our body, our spirit, and soul. In the name of Jesus, our body, our spirit, and our soul. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you cleanse and wash us. Purge us, O God. Purge us, O God. Sanctify us. And pray in the language of the Spirit. You want to raise your voice and pray in the language of the Spirit. 
build up yourself in your most holy faith. Energize yourself. Energize yourself, somebody. awesome introduction i am on it i am on it and god bless each and every one of us for making it tonight even into the presence of the lord david said that i was glad when they said unto me that 
let us go into the house of the Lord. So if tonight you are found nowhere else but in the presence of God, it is a reason to be joyful. It is a reason to be happy. So be glad, be glad. God bless you once more for making it. My first appreciation goes to the Almighty God for giving us, for giving me, yes, the opportunity to minister His Word even to His lovely people this evening. I am grateful first to God for such an opportunity. And then my second appreciation goes to our man of God, that is the set man of this house, Apostle Samuel, for considering me, for choosing me to also minister God's word to God's lovely people. So I salute you, Apostle, and I say thank you, and I am honored to be given this platform to share the word of the Lord. And finally, I thank you all, those that are online currently here tonight. It is because of you that's why we are here. So we thank you and God bless you even for making it to this evening's podcast as well. So we will move straight into the word of the Lord. Help me, dear Lord. Help me, dear Lord. So today I'll be ministering on the topic loyalty and disloyalty in the kingdom and in the house of God. Loyalty and disloyalty in the kingdom and in the house of God. There is an already published podcast where I thought on this topic. So this is a part two of the topic we are teaching today. So I'm going to do a quick recap of what I taught previously in the first session. Then we'll build on from there and move on to today's session. So the last session that we had where I, mean, where I taught on disloyalty and loyalty in the kingdom and in the house of God, we talked about what loyalty is and how loyalty is faith, how loyalty is an important element in every single person's relationship. Relationships are built on loyalty and it's important that loyalty is found in every relationship and relationships where loyalty is last longer, last longer. And we learned about how man is a relational being, not an isolated one. And God created us to thrive on relationships. So we can't live without each other. We need each other. So if we need each other, that means that there must be a sense of loyalty existing between one another. Then we move straight to, then I talked about loyalty and the disloyalty to God. Then I did a little bit of explanation on the loyalty and disloyalty to your fellow man. And then loyalty and disloyalty to your man of God or the ministry God has placed you in. So if you want to go back and then listen, if you were not here during the first session, you can visit our dashboard, scroll through the podcast that have been published and you find loyalty and disloyalty school of ministry and you can listen after tonight's session so this evening we trust god to take us deeper to take us deeper so i begin so i'm going to explain and talk a little bit about loyalty just as i always do so loyalty refers to the acts 
of being fully devoted and faithfully committed to a person, an idea, a cause, a group, or community. I intentionally use some specific keywords in talking about loyalty. It is the act of being fully devoted, fully devoted, and then faithfully committed, faithfully committed to a person, to an idea, a cause, a group, or a community that you find yourself in. And it's important for us to know that when a man chooses to be loyal, that man has decided to take a road of no return. What do I mean by this? Because when you have decided to remain loyal to a person, a cause, a higher power or anything, we do not look back to question our devotion. It is a one-way street. We keep our face straight and we keep taking that road. And loyalty demands that we go all the way to the end. All the way to the end. So this makes the virtue loyalty a very priceless commodity for an individual to possess. Because of how loyalty is, how it is about going to the end. It is not something that is gotten easily or it is not something that is attained easily. It is not easy for somebody to be referred to as a loyal person or this person is loyal. It is very priceless and suspensive. Loyalty is not for the faint in hearts or for the weak. But it is for those who have sat down, counted the cost, and have decided to go all the way, no matter what comes their way. Loyalty demands. Loyalty is not for the faint at hearts, nor is it for the weak. But those who have sat down, counted the cost, and decided to go all the way, no matter what comes. So loyalty or faithfulness, as I'm they say is one of the virtues that must be found in the life of every single individual that has decided to name Jesus Christ as our Lord loyalty or faithfulness is important why because for God's for God's purpose to be fully established on this earth he needs faithful and loyal men who are willing to go all out for him who are willing to carry his agenda fully and then commit to him wholeheartedly and not look back and not look back and if you want to be a faithful or a loyal believer it's not about your plans any longer but it's about the lord and master jesus christ it is about his plan it is about his will and it's no longer about yours it's no longer about yours so just that my topic is about loyalty and disloyalty in the kingdom and in the house of God. I will take some time and talk a little bit about kingdom. What do we mean when we say kingdom in Christendom? So I found out that a kingdom can be defined or a kingdom is the sovereign rule or the governing influence of a king over a particular territory or domain and the king impacts it with his will number one he impacts it with his purpose 
and his intent, thereby producing a culture, producing values, producing morals, lifestyle that reflect his desire and nature for his citizens. So kingdom is not about the subjects of the kingdom, but it is more about the king of the kingdom. It is about his sovereign rule and his influence over his domain. Then he impacts his will. It's about his will. It's about what he wants. It is his kingdom. It is about what he wants, his purpose and his intent. Then he produces a culture out of his purpose and his intent. He produces his own set of values, his own set of morals, lifestyle that reflects his own desire and his nature for his citizens. So when you take it uh, in the biblical context, kingdom, which is used by Jesus, refers to God's government or his rulership or God's dominion over the earth. And the kingdom of God can mean that God's will being executed, his jurisdiction, the heavenly influence on the earth, God's administration, his impact and his influence. His impact and his influence. So we must come to understand this point about kingdoms. Kingdoms is about a king. Kingdoms are about the kings. What they want is what they do. They exude their influence. And one of the things we must come to understand about kingdoms is that kingdoms have governments. Kingdoms have laws. Kingdoms have a culture. Every kingdom has its own culture. Then every kingdom has its own economy. The way the system runs, how the economy is run in the kingdom. Every kingdom and the way the economy runs. And every kingdom has citizenship. And then there is a way of worship in every kingdom. And there are protocols. And there are ways that we represent the kingdom. Every kingdom and the way they represent them. When a citizen moves out of their kingdom and he's, he's, he goes to another place. There is a way that he represents his kingdom wherever he is. So that is that. One of the things you must understand is God placed us on this planet for the purpose of expanding his influence and authority from his heavenly realm to this natural realm. So that is the reason why God placed us here. And you can take a look at the scripture, what the scripture says in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 28. Genesis 1 26 to 28. And the Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. And then let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And the verse 27 says, So God created man in his own image. God bless you, Apostle, for helping with the scripture. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God, he made him male and female created he them then he blessed them and said unto them verse 28 be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion 
over the fish of the air, the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moved upon the earth. So when God made the earth, he wanted to extend his heavenly influence, his heavenly authority and government onto this natural realm. But God didn't want to come here and do it himself. So he decided that, nah, let me make a being that will be like me. That will be after my image and after my likeness. So that through that being, I can be able to exert my influence on this earth. That through that being, I can be able to influence my will and my intent even in this earth realm. So he made man. And the Bible says in verse 27 that he made man in his own image. He made man in his own image. And after that, he said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply. Subdue the earth. Subdue. And have dominion. Have authority. Rule. King's rule. So that is the purpose for which God placed man on this earth. So that God through man can exert his will, his intent, his dominion, even from the heavenly realm. That is heaven, even unto the earth. But unfortunately, that plan or that agenda was thwarted by the enemy through the introduction of sin. Because of man's disobedience. Because of man's unwillingness to listen to the word of the Lord. When God had commanded them not to eat of the tree of the fruit of knowledge and evil, man's disobedience cost him. And he handed over the earth realm that God has placed into his hands to the devil and then sin was introduced into the scene but god had a plan god had something in mind god had a way to bring man back to the former place and the position that he has placed him and that was achieved by jesus so when jesus came on this earth and walked on this earth he walked in a dimension that showed how god intended man to walk on this earth jesus man jesus christ was full of authority and full of power there was no situation jesus christ encountered that was greater than him as he walked on this earth the bible says that he walked on the sea even nature obeyed him which is a parallel which we can see during creation when god created the earth god how god placed man over nature and over every single thing he created when jesus came on this earth he was just walking on water he could speak and then storms would become stale he could there was no situation he even overcame death lazarus who was dead that they knew that he would be rotten by then at the word of the at the word of jesus lazarus came out from the grave jesus overcame that so that is the kind of place and the kind of level and the kind of authority god had designed man to be to reign to have dominion over every single affair every single thing that happened in this earth realm so the bible says in john chapter 12 verse 24 john chapter 10 12 verse 24 that verily verily i say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die it abided alone but if it die it bringeth much forth much fruits verily verily i say unto you except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die alone it abided alone sorry 
but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit so because man lost his place of dominion jesus came to bring restoration and jesus knew that unless he died and resurrected and through the working of grace through faith man could then have the capacity to become like jesus to become as the ones were as the ones was when they were in a garden that's what the bible says in john chapter 1 verse 12 that but as many as received him he gave them the power to become the sons of god even to them that believe on his name and the verse 13 says that which were born not of blood not of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of god so here we see the restoration of man to his lost glory before man was created in the image of god then man lost that connection he had with God as a result of sin therefore any man that was born afterward was born sinful the genetic of the genes of man had been altered he was now a man of the flesh born after Adam so God sent his son Jesus Christ to come and change things and bring restoration so Jesus completed his assignment and when we believe in the name of Jesus and we accept him as lord and savior the bible says that we are not born of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but we are born of god therefore we are restored we are restored going back to the kingdom colossians chapter 1 verse 12 colossians chapter 1 verse 12 and 13 colossians chapter 1 verse 12 and 13 And the Bible says that God bless you, Minister Aben, for helping with the scripture. The Bible says that giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So we were once we once belonged to the kingdom of darkness but as a result of the work of Jesus and our faith in the works of Jesus believing in his name and believing him to be the son of God and dying and resurrecting for us God has translated us from our former kingdom that is the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son so currently we are kingdom citizens that is why we are treating this topic loyalty and disloyalty in the kingdom so you belong to the kingdom of his dear son so somebody can type i am i have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son hallelujah i have been translated into the kingdom of his dear son so you are a kingdom citizen you belong to a kingdom and just as i said earlier defined what a kingdom is it is about the rule of the king sometimes we think we decided we accepted jesus only to escape hell only to make it to heaven but we forget the kingdom aspects that comes with it 
we are now a kingdom and as that i explained earlier that kingdom is when a king has sovereign rule over a domain and he exerts his will his intention to create a culture a value system for a citizen that pleases him so at this moment as much as we are now found in a kingdom in a kingdom that is the kingdom of christ jesus it is not about what we want again but it's about the will of the king of the kingdom we belong in it is about the king it's no longer about us it is no longer about our will it's no longer about what we want but it's about subjecting our will subjecting everything about us to the will of the king the intention of the king so we are supposed to remain loyal to the kingdom so we move to the next subtopic that is loyalty in the kingdom loyalty in the kingdom we are to be loyal first to the king of the kingdom in which we belong and the bible has made us understand in the book of first sorry in the book of colossians chapter 1 verse 12 to 13 that god has translated us to the kingdom of his dear son one of the things you must realize is that jesus is lord he is lord and lordship has to do with ownership lordship has to do with ownership so even as you have accepted jesus as lord even as you have accepted jesus into your life you must come to that realization that you belong to him you are his owned and prized property you are his property everything in the king's domain belongs to him and even as we have come into the kingdom of his son therefore you belong to the king you belong to the king therefore he has absolute control that is the king has absolute control over everything in his kingdom and us included so where does loyalty fit in being loyal to the lord begins when you come to the place when you realize that and acknowledge the truth that you are god's property and possession that is where loyalty to the lord begins when you realize and acknowledge that fact that you are god's property and you are his possession therefore you have no will of your own and that the purpose of your life is to live solely and purposely for the will and the pleasure of the king who is your lord we know that when we go and buy our gadgets let's say you buy your smartphone or your laptop or your gadgets the laptop has no right to behave the way it wants there is no way that when you go and buy a laptop let's say you have bought a new laptop you bring it you open it from the box then the laptop automatically opens its own lid it won't end there then the laptop will just come on then you see windows loading the first thing you think is nah something is wrong with this laptop why is it that something is wrong with this machine because you have not inputted any command you have not pressed the power button you did not even open the lid of the laptop the laptop opened on its own and it started acting you said the laptop will come the windows or the mac will open then it will start playing music it will start opening programs you'll be like nah something is wrong with this laptop so that is how 
we are supposed to be when we come to that place where we realize that god is our possession it is not about our will anymore it's not about what we want it's about what our king our lord wants so you have no will of our we have no will of our own we live solely and purposely for the will and the pleasure of our lord and our devotion is complete our devotion must be unwavering it must be unflinching and it must be very deep and we must commit to the lord whether it makes us happy or not whether we feel good or not only one thing matters to the loyal person or to the person who has decided to remain loyal to god that is to his god being faithful to his master only when you going back to the electrical gadgets who has used his electrical gadget so much so that that the electrical gadget started complaining <laughs> that i am tired i can't i can't do this anymore but it doesn't have a choice because it belongs to you it is your property you choose to do with it whatever you want and one interesting personality one person in the bible that came to that realization is david david came to understand that principle of being loyal to the lord the lord being god being lord over his life so we we'll take a look at this scripture psalm 16 verse 2 psalm 16 verse 2 psalm 16 verse 2 shaddai demakonde demabrandi and the bible says in psalm 16 verse 2 god bless you minister amen that oh my soul that has said unto the lord thou art my god my goodness extended not to thee the version i'm looking for my kgv version says that i said to the lord you are my lord and apart from you i have no good thing so david came to that place where he realized that now god is not just king but he is his lord so the journey to be this being loyal to god begins when you realize that god is your lord he owns you he's your master he owns you and he's your master so we are not to forsake him we are not to forsake him Ezra chapter 20 verse 1 to 5 God says something interesting when he gave the commandments to Moses to bring to the people of Israel And the Bible says that Ezra chapter 20 verse 1 to 5 the Bible says that and God spake all these words saying I am the Lord thy God which have brought you out of the land of Egypt even out of the house of bondage Verse 3 said you shall have no other gods before me that shall not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or in earth beneath or that is in the water or under the earth god bless you minister aben for the scriptures and thou shall not bow down thyself to them nor serve them for i am the lord thy god and i am a jealous god visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon children even unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me why could god be able to make such demands 
because Israel was his prized possession. God decided to make a nation for himself. And he said, I have chosen Israel to make, I have chosen Israel to be my people. So if we have come to understand that God is Lord, then he has every right to demand his people to be committed to him alone and no other thing. So disloyalty to your king or to your Lord comes in when you choose to forsake him. When you are God's property, you are not supposed to forsake him. You are not supposed to forsake the Lord. I am the Lord thy God. Ye shall have no other gods before me. Ye shall have no other gods before me. We can't forsake God. We can't be disloyal to God because we belong to the Lord. He is our master. He is our Lord. He owns us. And the Bible says again in 1 Samuel chapter 12 verse 24 that only fear the Lord and then serve him in truth with all your hearts. For consider how great things that he has done for you. And David, when he was on his deathbed, gave Solomon an advice. And it is written in 1 Chronicles chapter 28 verse 9. 1 Chronicles 28 verse 9. God bless you, Minister Eben, for the scripture. 1 Chronicles 28 verse 9 says that, And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father. Serve him with a perfect heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understandeth all the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou wilt seek him, he will be found of thee. But if you forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. So this is a strong warning that if we choose to forsake God, a time will come. He will forsake us. He will cast us off forever. Even as we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior, yes, we have been saved by grace. But it's not the end. Just because you have been saved by grace, not by any works or by any ability that you did, that doesn't mean that after you have accepted the Lord, you are free to forsake Him and then pursue any agenda of your own. You can't. You can't do that. If you forsake the Lord, a time will come. He will cast thee off forever. That is when some of us will call upon the Lord, that Lord, Lord, and He will tell us that, he doesn't know us why because even as we decided to begin with him we decided to leave him along the way and pursue things pursue other gods and forsake our lord and forsake our lord so this loyalty to god is a dangerous thing we are to be wholly committed fully devoted to the lord first loyalty in the kingdom our loyalty is to the king of the kingdom first to the king of the kingdom you can note this scripture down exodus chapter 32 verse 1 to 10 talks about how the israelites forsook god by building or constructing a golden calf when god had already instructed them earlier that they should not serve any other god apart from him they decided to do what they want and when you read the verse 9 and the verse 10 of Exodus chapter 32 the Bible says that and the Lord said unto Moses I have seen these people and behold it is a stiff-necked people 
Now therefore let me alone, that my wrath may wax hot against them, and I may consume them. God had every right to be angry because the people were his possession. All of us can testify how, back to the electronic gadget example, how we have bought a brand new phone with an expectation that the phone is supposed to function to its maximum capacity. The ROM is okay, the RAM is okay, everything is perfect. But you start switching on the phone, then the phone starts misbehaving. You start, you press this, it doesn't work. You do this, it doesn't work. You do this, it doesn't work. It can lead to frustration. You become annoyed because you know that the phone is not supposed to function that way. But in the end, it is functioning that way. So God was really angry because he was their Lord and they were his possession. And he had every right to demand loyalty, unflinching devotion, faithfulness and commitment on their parts. On their parts. So that is for that. Our loyalty is first to the king of the kingdom. Then the second thing is our loyalty is to the laws and the commandments of the kingdom. One of the things that I said earlier with regards to some things about kingdoms is that kingdoms have laws. Every kingdom is governed by laws. Things work laws. Sometimes we are like, because we have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, we are in grace. Therefore, the Lord, the Lord, the law. When you come across a scripture in Hebrews chapter 8, Verse 12 coming down. If somebody can help us with that scripture. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 coming down. Kashaya. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12. 13 coming down. Matiko said that Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 God bless you God bless you minister Eben for helping with that scripture Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12 God bless you and it says I'll be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and I'll remember no more a new covenant what I'm actually looking for is sorry is verse 11 yeah verse 11 verse 10 and 11 sorry verse 10 and verse 11 and the bible says that this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days says the lord and i will put my laws god bless you apostle and minister amen for this is the covenant that i will make with the house of israel after those days says the lord i will put my laws into their mind and i will write them into their hearts and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And they shall not teach every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for all shall know me, even from the least to the greatest. So God is saying that he will make a new covenant. That is the new covenant we are in currently. By this time, he will write his laws into our hearts and even into our minds. So when it comes to kingdom, laws work in kingdoms. Laws work. And we are to remain loyal to the laws and the commandments of God. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 24, verse 3 to 4. 
Exodus 24 verse 3 to 4 that when Moses went and told the people of all the Lord's words and laws they responded with one voice everything the Lord has said we will do and then Moses then wrote everything the Lord has said Exodus 24 verse 34 God bless you he said and Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments and all the people answered with one voice all the words which the Lord has said we will do loyalty to the laws and the commandments of the kingdom being loyalty to the laws of God means choosing to devote your entire life entire life to follow to keep to adhere to them no matter what not swaying to the left or even to the right but remaining diligent in obeying them because in it is the great reward why is it that we are supposed to remain loyal to the words of the lord why should we remain loyal to the laws of god the bible gives the perfect answer in psalm 19 verse 7 to 11 psalm 19 verse 7 to 11 powerful scripture psalm 19 verse 7 to 11 and the bible says that the law of the lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the lord is sure and it makes wise the simple the statutes of the lord are right rejoicing the heart the commandment of the lord is pure it enlightens the eyes the fear of the Lord is clean and endureth forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and they are righteous altogether. And the verse 10 says that more to be desired are they than gold, yea, much, even much more than fine gold. They are to be sweeter than honey and even in the honeycomb. And moreover, by them is thy servant warned. And in keeping them, in keeping the laws of God, is the great reward and keeping the laws of God is the great reward so it is important that we remain loyal to the word of God the laws of God to follow them to keep them to adhere to them and to commit our lives in obeying them fully till the end the key word is to the end that's why I said earlier that loyalty is going is a path that when we take you have decided that you are taking it to the end you are going to the end you are going to the end and you can take note of this scripture also a case study of a personality in the bible caused daniel who we are all aware or we know about how when the israelites were caught or were besieged by babylon and they were sent to Babylon and Nebuchadnezzar ordered that specific young men, young men who did not have blemish be selected so that they would be taught the language of the Babylonians so that they would be able to serve and how Daniel purposed in his heart not to defile himself with the king's food why did Daniel decide in his heart not to defile himself in the king's food because he was an Israelite and God has already commanded in the laws or God had already given them that commandment that they should they were not supposed to defile themselves with unclean food 
as written in Leviticus chapter 11 verse 45 to 47 and then Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 38 so you can check that during your free time so these scriptures makes us aware that God had already given the Israelites commandments with regards to the kind of things that they were supposed to eat unclean and clean animals and also how when because they were in a pagan world these people would offer their food and their drinks and their wine to their gods first before they take it and god had already given the commands that we should not forsake him we should not bow down to any other gods so to take the diet or the food or the uh, nutrition offered to gods means not honoring the laws and the commandments of god that means that daniel would have been disloyal to the laws and the commandments of god but he chose to be loyal even to the end and that story is found in the book of daniel chapter 1 verse 1 to 16 daniel chapter 1 verse 1 to 16 so we can check that out as well so we are moving to our next section even in tonight's teaching and we are now going to loyalty and disloyalty in the house of god loyalty and disloyalty in the house of god so we are done with loyalty and disloyalty in the kingdom how we are supposed to remain loyal to god first that is the king of the kingdom and to the laws and the commandments of the kingdom as well to keep them and to follow them wholeheartedly so we are moving on to loyalty and disloyalty in the house of god so the bible according to the new testament says that our body is the temple of the lord but in relation to this topic i'm not going to take it from that perspective of our bodies being the temple of the lord but a different angle and i define my house of god as an edifice or a structure or a system that is tangible or intangible that is specially made to allow God's people to come together as one to worship God and to fellowship with one another. The house of God is an edifice, a structure or a system which is tangible or intangible that has been specially made to allow God's people to come together as one to worship God and to fellowship with one another. So even as we are here, we are not in a physical building where we are all in one place like a church auditorium but we are connected and our purpose is we are worshiping god and then we are fellowshipping with one another so we can say that even as we are connected via internet on this session through podbean we are in the house of god and it is a cyber ministry god bless you so everywhere god's people meet constantly in the presence of god that is what i am using as the house of god and one thing you must come to understand is that when it comes to the house of god there is an ordered structure of authority that ensures that things are done appropriately there is an ordered structure of authority that ensures that things are done appropriately and in the right manner when you read the Bible, after 
Moses had constructed the tabernacle. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 28 verse 1. Exodus chapter 28 verse 1. The Bible makes something interesting. It talks about the appointment of priests in the tabernacle to serve and to help in the administration of sacrifices on behalf of the people of Israel. Exodus chapter 28 verse 9. Yes, Apostle, administration. Administration. So the scripture says in Exodus chapter 28 verse 1 that and take thou unto thee Aaron thy brother and his sons with him from among the children of Israel that he may minister unto me in the priest's office even Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, Eliezer, Ithama, Aaron's son. God bless you minister jenny for helping with the scripture so we see after the construction of the tabernacle god appointing specific people that is aaron nadab abihu eliezer ithama who were also aaron's son to minister unto him even in the priest that is to minister unto god even in the priest's office so we see a structured system Nobody could just enter into the tabernacle and offer sacrifices anyhow. No. But God selected people who would do that on the behalf of the people. So when you relate this one to the ministry or the church in which you find yourself, you can know that God has appointed people in his house to serve and then perform specific duties on behalf of the people. And even in our various churches and the ministry that we are part of, we see a similar structure. That there is an order system of authority where we are to respect. One of the things you must understand is when God appointed Aaron as the high priest, when it comes to the offering of the sacrifices, there was no Israelite who dared went like me today, dear. As for me, I am boss. I have taken my ram. I am entering the tabernacle. I am putting my ram on the altar. I am slaughtering it. I am setting it on fire so that me too it will be acceptable to God. No. They respected authority and they followed the system which God had given them. So I did a little bit breakdown of the structure. So for every ministry or for every church in quotes, there is the man or the woman of God who receives the vision from God personally with regards to that particular ministry so every ministry you see example christ embassy love world uh, lighthouse the church of pentecost every church that you see started from one man it was a man who caught the vision a man or a woman who received the vision from god personally with regards to the ministry so there is the man or the woman who received the vision from God with regards to the ministry. And then there are supporting leaders or pillars who help and assist the leader in ensuring the attainment of that particular vision. So there are people underneath the leader who has received the vision who helps and support the leader to make sure that the vision that God has handed over to the leader becomes successful or it is it happens. Yeah. And then there are the members that partake or they are beneficiaries of the vision 
that, are that is received by the overall leader, that is executed with the help of the supporting leaders, then to the people. They are beneficiaries of that vision. And what we must understand is loyalty is needed at each level in order to ensure that the fruition of God's vision for that particular house. So in every ministry, loyalty is needed at every, at every level between from the supporting leaders to the overseer or the person who caught the vision with regards to the ministry. They're supposed to be loyal. They must be loyal to him. And then the members also must also exhibit that level of loyalty to their supporting leaders and to their leader as well. So loyalty is supposed to be exhibited at every level. And the Bible makes this important. And even says it in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, that moreover, it is required in stewards, that is leaders in the church, to be it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. That a man be found faithful. When you read the book of 1 Timothy, I think it's 1 Timothy or 2 Timothy, about the qualifications one need in order to become a deacon or a bishop of the ministry. It's interesting that Paul never mentioned anointing. Paul did not mention that the person should be seriously gifted. But all the things Paul mentioned had to do with character. 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 He should be a man of one wife. And he should be able to handle his own. It's character, character, character. And we have come to understand loyalty is a character. It is a virtue. So loyalty is important. Just as the word says. That it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. That a man be found faithful. So faithfulness or loyalty is needed in the house of God. And to be a leader or a worker in any ministry or any place that you find yourself, you must be found faithful. You must be found faithful. And these are some of the things. So I wrote down some points that we should take note of. So the first thing that we are to be loyal to the overseer or the main leader of the ministry. That is the highest authority in the ministry in which we find ourselves or our church. And that we are also to be loyal to the vision God has passed down to the leader. And we are supposed to run with it as if it is our own. So we are not only to remain loyal to the visioner of the ministry or the set man of the house in the ministry that we find ourselves. But we are supposed to remain loyal to the vision that God passes down to us even through that particular leader. So let's say that the leader of the ministry you find yourself gives a vision for the month. We are supposed to run, be committed and run with that vision as well. We are supposed to do that as well. And then we are supposed to follow up after the culture of the church or the ministry in which we find ourselves. When I talk about church culture what do i mean church culture is a set of unique customs or values where members of a particular ministry go by or they are accustomed to every single ministry or every church has their own culture every single ministry or every church have their own culture and to exhibit loyalty in that particular ministry that you have found yourself you need to follow up after that one take adapt and then 
go along go along remember you are not the one god gave the vision to you came to be part of the vision so if you have come to be part of that vision and you notice how things are done it is important that you flow alongside you flow alongside steps to loyalty in the house of god steps to loyalty in the house of god number 1 you are supposed to establish in your heart all the facts and information about the ministry or the person you are intending to be loyal or to submit to that is why i said earlier that in order for you to become loyal you need to sit down count the cost and make sure that the path that you are going you are not looking back so it is important you establish in your hearts all the facts and information if you have questions you have the opportunity to have all your questions answered for example i use this ministry as an example this ministry is headed by our apostle samuel and let's say that you come by chance and you connect you listen to a teaching and you have questions your heart is not yet established what do you do go to the dashboard by god's grace we have published a lot of teachings we have published a lot of prayers go through soak them you are also a believer check them when you do your scrutiny and your analysis and you know that mm, this person i want to follow is somebody who is really uh committed to the word he teaches the word and rightly divides the word at that moment you have established that fact in your hearts when you read the bible in acts chapter 17 verse 11 it talks about how when paul went to berea that is the bereans and paul made an interesting statement about them he says that according to acts chapter 17 verse 11 and 12 that these were more noble than those in thessalonica in that they received the word of god with all readiness of mind and that they set the scriptures daily whether those things were so and the verse 12 says that okay apostle god bless you for the time so acts chapter 17 verse 12 verse 11 and verse 12 i'm reading again The Bible says that these were more noble than those in Thessalonica that is the Bereans in that they received the word with readiness of mind and then they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so therefore many of them believed so we notice that after Paul had preached and then they went god bless you minister winning for the scripture after paul had ministered the word unto them and they they went and they searched well for it then they believed then they believed have you asked yourself that the reason why you are not committed to a ministry is because you have not sat down analyzed the contents of that ministry or the church of god that you find yourself in to see whether it is so or it is not and then be settled in your heart and know that mm, where i am found i am supposed to sit right here and i am not supposed to go anywhere else 
I am supposed to sit right here and not go anywhere else. That is when you can be able to benefit truly of that particular ministry or the church in which you find yourself. Therefore, many of them believed. <laughs> I was there. Some people want to push their own interest. Hmm. True. Their own interest. Instead of as believers taking time, sitting down. For example, you come to one podcast. They are teaching. You take your time. You search the scriptures to see whether it is so. Then be, have your heart established. That is the reason why a lot of people are jumping from one church to the other. That's why they are jumping from one ministry to the other. Because their hearts are not established. And the reason why their hearts are not established is because they have not done the taking that they are supposed to do. They have not searched. They have not gone for all the information and the facts that they need about the ministry or about the people they are working with. They have decided to commit to. They come they join small, they leave, they come, they join small, they leave, they move, jumping from one place to the other, one place to the other. Hmm. It's serious, it's serious. We must be established in our hearts. We must be established in our hearts. Hmm. Many will understand indeed, Apostle. Many won't understand. Many will understand. Church hoppers. Hey, interesting vocabulary. Church hoppers very good indeed it is about him it is about god it is about god so after you have gotten down your information about the ministry and you are god has spoken to you that this is where you are supposed to be you don't need to go anywhere else you don't need to go anywhere else so that is point number one steps to loyalty in the house of god even as we want to remain loyal to the church we find ourselves or the ministry in which we find ourselves it is important that we find establish the we establish our hearts by finding the facts and information about the ministry or the person we are intending to follow. Then number two, after we have done that, we must be fully persuaded and convinced about the person or the idea or the vision you are willing to follow or to be committed to. So we must come to that place where we are fully persuaded. That is how you can remain loyal to a vision, a ministry, a person or idea or any vision. By coming to that place where you are fully persuaded and convinced that where I am is where I'm supposed to be. Can somebody help us with 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12? 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. We must be persuaded. We must be persuaded. Fully convinced. Fully convinced. God bless you, Apostle and Minister Winning. So Paul was speaking here and he says, For the call for the rich cause I also suffered these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I am fully persuaded. Sometimes when we watch our televisions or we are scrolling to the internet and we see how some people are so loyal to a certain cause 
that is far away from God will be like ah you that are in God knows that nah the thing this person is committed and loyal to is way off track but you can see that this person has this unflinching devotion and commitment to that cause that there is nothing you say or do that makes the person change his mind because that person has come to the place of full persuasion and full conviction so that moment he is not ashamed to be associated with that person or he is not ashamed to be associated with that cause so the, the bible says going back to the scripture the bible says that i am not ashamed for i know whom i have believed and i am fully persuaded that he is able to keep that which i have committed unto him against that day so the statements of emphasis i wanted us to pay attention to was i am not ashamed for i know whom i have believed and then i am fully persuaded i am fully persuaded some of the reason why we keep jumping from ministry to ministry or one church of god to another is that we have not come to that place where we are convinced enough that where i am currently is where god will use to send me to the next level or the place he wants me to be in terms of my relationship with him that is why i stated earlier at first that we are supposed to establish in our hearts all the information about the ministry or the person we are intended to commit to and then we should be fully persuaded and convinced this is one of the reason why paul was the way he was because he knew what he was committed to he has come to that place where nothing shifts him nothing moves him nothing shakes him the reason why we are supposed to come to that place is that one thing about ministry is that as long as you are a man of god people will talk about you as long as you are a leader of any ministry that is flourishing changing lives and doing so much for the lord you will come to that place where you receive attack from people people of the world where they will be question they will be they will, they will be throwing a whole lot of things at you so if you are a follower or you are committed to that ministry or you follow your man of god and you have no reach that place where you are fully persuaded and convinced that i know the man of god or i know the leader or i know the overseer or the church leader i am following beloved you will end up forsaking and becoming disloyal to your leader why because you are not fully persuaded yet you are not fully convinced yet so we must come to that place where we are fully persuaded and convinced come hot me come hot me we will carry on and we will be committed to wherever god has placed us hallelujah and then the next thing we must know is that even as we have chosen <laughs> true apostle some people were created to be red mouth to talk all they do is talking against men of god talking against men of god talking <clears throat> talking against this ministry and this ministry is that this ministry is this this ministry is that so if you are committed to a particular ministry and you know that the teachings of god the teachings that goes on the things that we do is inspired by god and god is in it none of the words they say will shake you none of the words they say will shake you and you will not end up being a disloyal fellow but you will be a loyal person
even committed to wherever you are found. And the third thing we must get ready for, that is in steps to loyalty in the house of God is, we must be ready to suffer losses because loyalty is expensive. Loyalty is expensive. It is not cheap. Loyalty is expensive. And if you have decided to be loyal to the church of God, to be loyal to your ministry, or to be loyal to a particular man of God, be ready to suffer loss. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 to 25. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 24 to 25. Hebrews 11 verse 24 to 25. And the scriptures say that by faith, Moses, God bless you, Apostle, by faith, Moses, when he was come to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, but he chose to suffer affliction with the people of God that to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. So we see Moses choosing to be loyal to the people of Israel, choosing to be loyal to the people of Israel, choosing to be loyal to Israel and forsaking the pleasures and the comforts of being Pharaoh's son. Moses decided that now I am an Israelite, therefore my loyalty is with the people of Israel. Therefore, I, ch- I am ready to forsake the pleasures of being in King Pharaoh's house and associate myself with my people. That is the cost of loyalty. So when it comes to following a particular ministry or a church or a man of God, be ready. If the man of God is being attacked, get ready that you too, you will get some of the shame some. Because you have chosen to associate yourself with the man of God. It's funny how when Jesus was caught and then when he was tried and he was being led to the cross and even to Golgotha to be crucified how the disciples scattered how some of them scattered how some of them scattered because they weren't really ready to suffer loss when a small girl asked Peter that you were with the Lord we know you we know you that you were with the Lord what did Peter do? Peter said I don't know him from anywhere I don't know him from anywhere because he knew that the shame that Jesus was going through is too much. So if he was to open his mouth and say that me, I am following him, trouble will come. So even as we have decided to commit to the church of God that we are found in or the ministry that God has placed us in, we must be ready to suffer losses. When there is a need for us to support financially, to help the ministry because you have decided to remain loyal and to be committed to the ministry you will do the giving you will give to support the ministry you will give to support the ministry and one of the things you must realize is loyalty to one means disloyalty to what another loyalty to one 
means disloyalty to another. So sometimes your loyalty to the house of God, a particular ministry, can cost you physical resources, can cost you some relationships. Because right now, let's use um, this ministry for example. Right now, we have spent over one hour, we are here fellowshipping with the Lord. You could have used the time to be chatting with some friends. Maybe some friends, you only get the time to talk, to talk with them, chat with them between the hours of 10 p.m. coming. But we have chosen to be loyal to this ministry. So sometimes your relationship there, your friendships, is sometimes affected. So sometimes, oh, God bless you, Minister Wayne, or sleep. We have chosen to sacrifice our sleep. We have chosen to sacrifice our sleep. So we might lose them. You might lose them. So you must be ready to suffer loss if we are willing to be loyal. So we are moving to the last points for tonight's teaching. Then I'll be done. That is, there's loyalty in the house of God. And just as we handled loyalty to steps to loyalty in the house of God, the last thing we are going to look at is steps to disloyalty. How do you know that you are on your way to being disloyal to your man of God or your woman of God or the church of God that you find yourself in or the ministry God has placed you in. How do you know that you are on the way to being disloyal? Because everything starts small. It doesn't just come. Everything starts somewhere. The same way we have learned that in order to become loyal, some of the things that we are supposed to do, steps to disloyalty. <laughs> yes. So one of the things, so my first point, first point to know that you are on your way to be this loyal, so you must be very careful is that when you start finding faults always and you are criticizing the man of God or the woman of God or your overseer constantly in relation to everything he does or says and also even ending up criticizing the ministry as well that is a sign that you are on your way somewhere so we should be very careful because what you keep before you keeps magnifying and keeps magnifying so if you keep seeing the fault of your man of god or your leader or the ministry that you find yourself in again and again and again and again all that you see are faults all that you see as on he could have done this well. She could have done this this way. But she didn't do it this way. But she didn't do this this way. God bless you, Apostle. Criticizing in your heart and in your mouth. Some things you know you will not say it. But it will be ringing in your heart. You'll be like, oh, and I, our man of God has done this. Our man of God has done that. He was supposed to do this one. Every single thing your leader does, you have complaints. Every single thing your man of God does, you have an issue with it. Always criticizing. Always finding fault. When sad things start happening then it is easy as time goes on it will become easy for you to easily abandon the ministry why because all you keep seeing is fault 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 so instead of magnifying the fault why don't you sit down and ask yourself i have seen this fault so how can i help to make sure that this thing has come down or this issue or this problem has come down so that it won't become as bad that I think that it is. That is much better. Instead of magnifying the faults, magnifying the faults, criticizing your man of God, every wrong thing, every wrong thing. Very good. Very good. So, 
if you have any issue it is important to do constructive criticisms and suggestions which are healthy for the growth of any group or institution but too much of it is <laughs> too much of it is where the issues is the issue comes so if you have any issue constructive criticisms no one is perfect no one is perfect and no one is above correction you go to your leader or whoever you think that you find fault in and you suggest you let him know that this and this and that that is where you find fault that is where you find issues and you suggest maybe we can do this we can do that we can do that and it will help instead of just sitting back and just saying oh this is wrong this is wrong then you keep going you keep going you keep going so that is that that is one thing we must take note of and the second thing we must take note of is it is the second step to disloyalty in the house of God is when you stop believing in your man of God when you stop believing in your man of God because it is easy to be disloyal to somebody you no longer have faith in or believe in when you stop believing in a man of God why because it is easy to be disloyal to somebody you no longer believe in or you have faith in God bless you apostle yeah so it is very easy to sit back to sit far back and then criticize uh very good so one thing that you must know when you stop believing in a man of God the awareness will cease to work effectively in your life because you do not believe that you will not see any change that is why we first said earlier i first said earlier that the steps to loyalty is that you must believe you must be come to that place where you are family where you are convinced and fully persuaded if you do not have faith or believe in a cause anymore it's easy to let go of that cause and to pursue another thing but when you know that this thing i have held on this thing i've held on to or this man of god i'm following i still believe in him i'm still following him it is it becomes very difficult to be disloyal to that to be disloyal to your man of god or to your leader in your church it will be very difficult so it is important that we check that do we still believe our man of god like the way when we joined the ministry at first the way we used to when he says anything or when she says anything we just do it and then we just draw back we be like nah as the belief is going down you don't believe your man of god as you used to again let us check that let us check that then <laughs> god bless you god bless you apostle then the next thing we must know is that when you start to think that you are better than the person God has set over you you are on your way to being disloyal it's just a matter of time it's just a matter of time when you begin to think that you are better than the person God has set over you or you think that you can do things better than your your man of God or the person God has handed God has appointed as leader over your ministry over the ministry that you find yourself in. The Bible says in John 13 verse 16, Jesus said that verily verily I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his lord, neither is that neither is he that is sent greater than he that sent him. 
neither is he that is sent is greater than he that sent him and the bible again says in matthew chapter 10 verse 24 that the disciple is not above his master nor the servant above his lord god bless you god bless you minister winning for helping with the scriptures so if you come to that place where you start thinking and condoning that thoughts that you are better just because you think in quotes you are anointed more than your leader in quotes you can preach better than your leader in quotes you can sing better than your leader in quotes you can do something better than your leader and you start to think that you are better than that there's a problem somewhere there's a problem somewhere god bless you apostle that is it we all have our areas of strength and uniqueness so completing one another is healthier rather than competing one another completing one another so it's about completing complementing each other instead of trying to outdo one another instead of trying to outdo one another and when it comes to your leader or the person god has placed over you that is the head overseer or the leader of the ministry or the church that you find yourself in you must be very careful because even jesus said that you shall do greater things but nobody can beat on his chest with confidence that he is greater than jesus and we can testify that jesus spent three years on this earth some of the things that he did and if you compare some of the things that we are doing right now some apostles and senior bishops are doing more but nobody can say that he's greater than jesus you cannot you cannot so when you start thinking that you are better than the person god has set over you you will likely end up being disloyal to the person that means you will not be committed to him as you used to you will not be devoted to him as you used to and you will not be obedient to his word as you used to why because you think that you're in the better place after all i'm better than you so if i'm better than you why should i even listen to you that moment disloyalty is setting in disloyalty is setting in may god help us that we do not get to that place may god help us and then the next thing that we should take note of is passivity in the house of god or the ministry that you have decided to be committed to or you are part of it passivity not involving yourself in the activities of the ministry can lead to disloyalty some of the reasons this is one of the reasons why some people are not committed to a particular ministry because they are very passive they are not active whatever you are active in it is difficult to leave and to go and attend to something else because you are active in a particular thing so for example i will link it to burning one's ministry one of the things that we do when we come to the live cast is number one we always hit the like button <laughs> we always hit and smash the like button when the countdown hits zero why because we do that to support the ministry activeness whenever the man of god is ministering or any leader is preaching we comment we type something in the area we send some fireballs we say when the man of god says that we should type thank you jesus we type thank you jesus and even with regards to this ministry uh, we have a whatsapp platform where the info and a lot of things are dropped we follow that one also as well when you so don't be passive don't be passive in the house of god if there is something that you can do 
to be active and do it because passivity passivity is not a good sign passivity passivity sorry passivity is not a good thing to be passive in the house of god is not good and if care is not taken it can make you to become this lawyer in the ministry because you'll be like after all i'm not active i don't do anything when i just come i just listen and then i leave i just listen and i leave so if even if i'm leaving even if i'm leaving well what's wrong with it you are being disloyal to the ministry or the church of god in which you find yourself so let us decide from now on that we will no longer be passive members but we will be active members that whatever activity or whatever thing we are doing we'll make sure that we are fully involved and then we are participating as well then the last thing i'll add with regards to the steps to being steps to disloyalty in the house of god is having an independent spirit one of the things we must understand is you joined a church or a ministry this loyalty demands that you be committed and be devoted fully just as i said earlier about a kingdom it's not about what you want but it's about following what you came to meet in the church of god and maybe there is a program outline that there are fasting and prayers do not say that because me i am doing my own thing i can choose to do this this way i can do to choose to do this this day i can choose to do that this day that is not how we are supposed to do we are supposed to act in the house of god do not have an independent spirit you have decided to be committed to the ministry and even as you have decided to be committed to the ministry you must make up your mind that every single thing every single thing that we are supposed to do you partake you partake diligently that is why loyalty is expensive not everybody is loyal because it takes serious commitments serious commitments unflinching devotion wholehearted devotion you are in Whatever you are doing, you are following. If we are, if the ministry is going in this direction, you are following. If the ministry is going in that direction, we are following. If we are fasting, we are fasting. With regards to this ministry, we have published a lot of podcasts, and our man of God keeps admonishing and telling us that we should hit the plus button. We should go to our dashboard, download the messages, listen. You don't really just have to sit down. Maybe you may not have the time to sit down and then listen to the word of god attentively and make notes as you're supposed to but even as you are going about your daily work moving up and down moving here and there you make sure that you take time and listen to the preachings or the podcast session that has been published because this is the ministry you are part of and if you have decided to be committed to this ministry or any church you find yourself you must take advantage of their resources if it is preaching listen soak the preachings of your man of god or soak the preachings of your church listen learn if there are books read them do that it will help you it is loyalty loyalty devotion and commitment devotion and commitment and if the ministry is doing well publishing messages preaching and you do not pay attention to it 
in a way you are being disloyal to the ministry because your devotion is not full and your commitment is not complete your commitment is not complete so loyalty comes in when your devotion is complete and your commitment must be whole your commitment must be whole commitment must be whole so wrapping up or in and then shortly one final scripture that is proverbs chapter 25 verse 19 proverbs chapter 25 verse 19 i'll be reading from the amplified version and the bible says that confidence in an unfaithful man in the time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of the joint and it's a very serious scripture I repeat, that is the Amplified Version says, Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of a joint. Serious. So we can see how painful when, you're, when you have a tooth decay or when there is a pain. <laughs> the Bible says, <laughs> the Bible, the Bible, when your joint dislocates, so this is the kind of pain or the hurt our leaders go through when they do not find unfaithful men. People that they are sacrificing a lot for who are supposed to be committed to the ministry. And then when they are entrusted with something, but they prove themselves to be unfaithful. It is like a broken tooth and then foot out of a joint and hairs. It has and it is my prayer that may we not come to that place may god help us and grant us grace and continue to keep us and make us aware and conscious that if there we are treading on the path of disloyalty in any church that he has placed us or in any ministry that he has placed us may he cause us to become aware and turn around and repent and do that which we are supposed to do so my end note is that there are certain levels of blessings there are certain opportunities there are certain accesses and rewards that are only given to loyal people loyal people or the faithful ones can only have certain levels of blessings certain levels of opportunities access and certain rewards only those who time and time again have proof that they are faithful so if you want to get the full benefits or the blessings of anything any course any ministry any church that you find yourself in decide to be committed decide to be loyal decide to give your unflinching support and devotion to back the ministry and even the man of god and you will see that your life will never ever be the same god bless you for even tonight so that ends my teachings so apostle please i am done <laughs> I'll end here. So, God bless us all. God bless us all.
So, Apostle Samuel, please, I'm done. were blessed by the word ministration how many of us were mighty blessed and enlightened if you were enlightened I want you to give a clap offering unto the Lord Jesus if you were mighty mighty blessed why don't you do it better for Jesus do it for Jesus. Yeah, God bless you. God bless every one of you for joining in today. And God bless our uh, mouthpiece and teacher, minister, bishop for the night. Um, I want to use the words of uh, our sister, Pesha, Pesha Day. She, she called him Father David. So Father David, God bless you. Bishop David, God richly bless you for the great enlightenment tonight. It's been an awesome time. And um, these are some of the teachings, the kind of teachings that rub off on people the wrong way. Yeah, it can really get on the nerves of some people. But um, you still delivered it on anyway. We've seen loyalty on two legs one leg has to do with the kingdom and then the other leg has to do with the house of god which is a subset a subset of the kingdom of god so it's actually the same thing only that it has to be isolated so that special focus would be given or special attention be given to that as well so what we also say once again to the man of god god richly bless you mr david um so any questions please if you have any questions kindly drop your questions on the platform so that he attends to the questions if you have any questions please drop them let us drop our questions or else in the absence of any question then um, we would We will just say a prayer. Thank God for his presence, his glory, for seeing us through, and then leave. Okay, so let's lift our voices wherever you are. Lift your voice. Begin to bless Jesus. Thank him for his word today, for the enlightenment. From the beginning of this podcast right to the end, this point in time that you are listening. Just thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank God for helping us. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise. Lord, we give you glory. Bless your name, we are illumination, on loyalty, and his loyalty, your presence, your power, your glory, your love, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your vision, O God, today. Thank you, O God, for correcting errors in our understanding, for healing, O God, the wrong perceptions we had. 
Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. Thank you. Pray that, Lord, you keep being with us, your presence. Thank you for continuously go before us and with us. That your protection, Lord, you abide with us. Hide us under the shadow of your wings. Oh, Father, even as you continuously order our steps. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit. Open us up for higher dimensions of your word and countless oh god in the name of jesus illumination empower us lord help us help us help us help us comfort us strengthen us in the name of jesus our families also lord we present before your throne that lord you protect our families keep our families all christians we declare they are preserved by the blood of jesus christ we declare that no calamity shall befall any of us in the name of Jesus, in our sleep, our waking hours at our workplaces, we declare we are protected, we are kept, we move on, we, are, we move on and we accelerate in every other thing in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. So, people of God, I can always say, um, I think the next session to this program, this prophetic school, school of ministry, the next session comes off on um, Sunday, the 8th of October. Sunday, the 8th of October. We shall be looking at true discipleship and service in Christianity through discipleship and service in christianity and then our minister is going to be um, one of us um, minister stanley um you know, we hope that i think he's traveled out somewhere but we trust that he, he would be with us to be able to deliver and bless us amen so many of us are living in prophecy we are living in destiny this evening i got another news from one of us that by god's grace i remember that god ministered a word to the, the fellow one time when we were here i was ministering the prophetic and then i um, i wasn't really ministering prophetically i was just making declarations uh but i was making the declarations based on what the spirit of god was revealing so as he says it i declare and i speak it into being over the, over the lives of all those who were present and, um, that word has lighted up yeah, i remember i don't know which particular session of our podcast but i remember seeing that i saw her laughing i saw laugh laughter laughter that she was going to laugh even before the ending of october and i i got the good news that god has done it yeah at the right time she's going to testify herself god has done it god has done it god is working god is working god is working God is working. So God is here. Yes, yes, yes. I got the news today firsthand. God is working. I mean, there is no need. If yours is probably not yet in, don't give up. Maybe it's going to come. It's going to come loaded. It's going to come heaped up, pressed down, shaking together, running over. God is going to minister or release unto us. Amen. Yeah, and like um, Minister David said, you see, a man of God set over you to serve you, to help you, 
like Moses carrying the people of Israel from um, bondage in Egypt, from a place of smallness to a place of space, from a place of bondage to a place of liberty. If the people of Israel were not willing to heed his instructions and his commands, which were not his really, but they were instructions given him by God to give to the people, they wouldn't have ultimately come out to the place promised them, that promised land. So the point is, any man of God or any servant of Ayu's words, you don't hold truly in high esteem. You don't trust, you don't obey because you don't honor them. Maybe you 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 you, you, you don't truly honor them in your heart, but because others are doing it, you put on a facade. It's called a facade. And um, it's false humility, okay? In the Bible, Apostle Paul mentions that what is going to happen is that the words can, can keep coming, but they'll never light up. No manifestation, or very few of them are going to light up, probably because they're in the predetermined counsels of God. But if a man is truly submitted, truly connected, truly loyal, even a cough from a man of God will light up. I was sharing with one of us that how that I think one of our previous many, I think last three or four months ago, I remember ministering, I was telling, um, I ministered to Cassandra seeing flags. And then I saw um, about um, uh, Minister Stanley. I remember that the Holy Spirit was showing me that he was hoping, I saw him moving from place to place. And as I speak, I can't, you know, some people prefer keeping their activities private. Else, and this is being, it's on record. So if I mention certain thing, it will be permanent until this podcast is edited. And since we, we've not come to that place of editing all of them, I'll just leave them as, as they, it is. I'll, I'll just prefer keeping the details a little bleak or blur. Okay, but as I speak, that is what is happening to him. When he was in the U.S., it happened. Right now, he's out of there. He's moved to another place. And it's just happening. So God is here. Some of us have the wrong mentality. You see, if you have a prophesying priest who cannot teach you, you should be more worried than having a teaching priest who doesn't often prophesy to you. Do you know why? You'll be grounded in the word. And the word of God is the surest word of prophecy. So when some of these inspired words come, they only come to add flavor or icing to the cake. You understand? Yes. And the the issue with always wanting to hear something is, (laughs) one man of God said that God truly, God indeed truly predicted and prophesied that in the end day, God's word said that in the end time there will be people with itchy ears, but he has no commission to scratch them. And so so the same applies to me. In this last days, people will be having itchy ears. People will join this platform because they've seen something prophetic, prophecy, and all of that. You come and we are prophesying, fine. You come and we are teaching and you, you won't stay. You can go. You come and we are praying and you won't stay. You, you can go. We have no commission to scratch your itchy ears. We have no commission to scratch them with a word of prophecy or anything. No. It's not part of the mandate of this word. When God is speaking, we speak. When God is teaching, we teach. When God is saying that he, 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 we should pray, we are going to pray. 
Yes. We want to be in alignment. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's what matters. The safest place to be is to be in that statement. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That is the place of perfect alignment. Amen. All right. So we thank God that he is fulfilling his words in our lives. We thank God for blessing us. And most importantly, the greatest of all gifts is a gift of life. Number one, salvation. And number two, life. Amen. And then number three, the privilege to be gathered together in fellowship unto the Most High God. Not many alive have this privilege. By virtue of their location, by virtue of their bodily conditions and other restrictions. So we thank God for all of these privileges. Um, let's keep the fire for Jesus. Keep burning for Jesus. Talk to somebody about Jesus. Talk to somebody about Jesus. You may not be called with any special administrative or called into any special administrative office or you may not be given any administrative gifts in the body. The administrative gifts are, are for serious responsibility. They are for serious responsibility and order. So if you can't call your own life to order and you cannot submit to order, then you have no business even desiring or coveting it. You need grace first for God to work on you because it is for order and structure and administration in the body of Christ. And people who are to operate in these gifts must be able to govern themselves, their own lives very well first. Amen. And there are other, many, there are other gifts. There are other, many other gifts we, that are supposed to also help this administrative work in the church. Now, my point is, until God pushes you into an office like that, or until you start operating there, it doesn't mean that you don't have a, you don't have any work in the body of Christ. God has committed unto each and every one of us the ministry of reconciliation. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse, verses eighteen to twenty. You have a word of reconciliation. You have a ministry of reconciliation. Do well to function in that ministry effectively. Talk to somebody about Jesus. God is counting on you. Jesus is counting on you. Amen. And very soon, when God counts us worthy, he commits unto us our true inheritance. Amen. All right. God bless us. So on that note, um, it's a goodbye. God bless each and every one for staying to the end. We'll see each and every one of us again, God willing, tomorrow. Um, for our marriage prayers. Amen. We'll be praying into our relationships and our marriages. Do join us on Thursday. The time is 2200 GMT or UTC. That is 10 p.m. West African time or Ghana time. 10 p.m. West African time or Ghana time. We usually have it at 10.30. 10.30, but we will be having it at 10 p.m. Tomorrow, God willing. Amen. Happy day. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Whatever be your heart's desire, I pray for you. I pray for you. I bend my knees before our God and Father. 
before whom all the family on earth and in heaven are gathered. And I ask that may God visit you in the name of Jesus. May God visit you at the point of your need in the name of Jesus. Every open door for you in this month of October, may God grant you grace to access it in Jesus' name. Any divine door that must be open for you, I declare it open in the name of Jesus. It shall not be shut. Any doors that you have missed from January until now, I declare may God combine all of them and open them for you and grant you access. According to Isaiah 45 verse 1, may these gates and doors never be shut by the hand of the Lord in Jesus' name. I thank God for your life. So, on that note, people of God, I love you all. God bless and keep us. May the mark of the blood of Jesus be upon us all, our belongings and our households. In Jesus' name. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. If we live or die, all we know is that our Savior must be seen. We proclaim His name whether we live or die. We don't care when His message is us true. We don't care if we live or die. All we know is that our Savior must be seen. We proclaim His name whether we live or die. We don't care where His gospel leads us to. We don't care if we live or die. All we know is that our Savior must be seen. We proclaim His name, that we live or die. To live is Jesus, to die is Him. 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 I live is Jesus, I die is Him.